Psalm 124. If the Lord had not been on our side, let Israel say, if the Lord had not been on our side when men attacked us, when their anger flared against us, they would have swallowed us alive. The flood would have engulfed us. The torrent would have swept over us. The raging waters would have swept us away. Praise be to the Lord, who has not let us be torn by their teeth. We have escaped like a bird out of the fowler's snare. The snare has been broken, and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Here ends the reading. Get ready. It's such a shock normally. Sorry to shock you like that by taking off my mask. People usually at hospital are very like me to keep it on for a while. Let's pray. Gracious and heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you and worship you that you are our God. You have spoken to us. You speak to us through your word. We thank you that you have given us your word that you might we might know you, we might know about you, that we might know about ourselves. So we ask and pray that you would teach us, encourage us, help us, rebuke us, train us, help us to keep going. We ask all these things and I pray that you would keep me from error. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, it's lovely to be here. Uh, just want to firstly want to apologize. It's being videoed, and I'm driving one of my sons, my uh, Joshua. I'm driving him to Bury. It's been changed to Bury. I thought it was Nara. I'm driving him to Bury after this service, so I won't be here for the night service. So I apologize to you. The good thing is you can criticize it without me being there, and feel free to throw accusations and all sorts of things at at the video, that's, I, I would think that's open slather. But secondly, uh, uh, I just apologise. I was going to apologise for taking my mask off, but I've already done that. Psalm 124 is a song of ascent. It's uh, a song of David. So David wrote this and it's uh, a poem. That's what songs usually are. They're poems and it's sung. It's a song for people to sing, we don't know exactly when, but probably on their way going up to Jerusalem for a feast day. It's a song that declares that the Lord is on our side, which is the title of today's sermon. The Lord is on our side. Firstly, the first point is, verse 5 verses we would have been swept away. That's the title, first point. The ancient world, I uh, want to suggest to you, was a very cruel one. Nations, peoples, war, warred against one another endlessly. Territory changed hands. Kingdoms rose, kingdoms fall. There were people to, invaded. Plunder was taken, territory stolen, 
If you study the ancient Near East archaeology, which tells us of the history of what happened in those places, I was staggered when I came to realise how violent a world it was. The constant threat of other people, neighbouring people, also from far away, invading, taking, looting, pillaging, etc. It's actually quite depressing. It was ruthless. If they defeat you, they kill all your men, enslave all your women and children, or worse. It doesn't bear thinking about, to be honest. <laughs> it's a really violent world. Psalm 124 is written in the context of that world. Israel lived in the context of that world. And Psalm 124 declares that Israel has their Lord to thank, their Lord and Saviour, their God, totally responsible for their survival. Israel is a very small people in the context of that whole region. And so they are really, really aware of what David says in verse 1. If the Lord had not been on our side, let Israel say, if the Lord had not been on our side when people attacked us. Uh, when things are repeated in the Psalms, when they're repeated in poetry, it adds to a recognition. It adds to the emphasis. It adds to the call for from David to call to his own people to recognise and to realise that it was God alone who helped them. And this repetition emphasises, but it also actually makes the whole psalm an echo of that phrase. If the Lord had not been on our side, it wasn't just the Lord that was present wasn't just that he was here, but that he actively had intervened. He'd actively worked on their behalf to save his people, to keep them safe. And so you get verse 3. If the Lord had not been on our side, we remember that refrain, verse 3, they would have swallowed us alive when their anger flared against us. The flood would have engulfed us. The torrent would have swept us away. The raging waters would have swept us away. It's a series of natural disasters, isn't it, in the poetry? Uh, there was terrible floods, correct, in Queensland just yesterday? Is that right? Maryborough? And everyone is saying in that area, we've never seen, never seen rain like this, water like this. That's what I've heard, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm often wrong. Here in the, the David uses these dramatic verbs. They would have swallowed us alive. Their anger flared. The flood would have engulfed. The torrent would have swept over us. The raging waters would have swept us away. They're dramatic, and they're dramatic for a reason. Again, it's tied to 
If it wasn't for the Lord, we would have gone. We wouldn't be here. There wouldn't be a people of Israel. God, we can gather and worship only because God has stopped that happening. Dramatic because Israel's survival as a small people in a cruel world is miraculous. God was their help in the time of great distress. If the Lord was not on their side, Israel would have been swallowed up alive by their enemies. There we know from archaeology, there are a countless bunch of people who are all surrounded the nation of Israel, all around them, and they vanished. They were absorbed. As a people and as a name, they were no longer to be found. Israel continued because God saved them. In recent times, our own nation, haven't we? We've endured raging bushfires, terrible floods, not far from here. And, of course, this pandemic, which has got on and on, and it's still here. On When I did the preaching plan, we may not have thought that I would be speaking in the current situation that we are. Very hard times, hard and tiring times for us all, times of great loss, disappointment, and even despair. David is reflecting on Israel's history. He knows that they would have perished. He knows that they only exist because God has intervened. Reflecting on his own kingship, his own life, it's, it's the same for him, that if it wasn't for God, he would have been swept away, swept aside, replaced, killed, usurped. David knows that without the love of God, he and his people would be a distant memory. And to us, hypothetically, we wouldn't even know about them. It's still true today for us. Our God has made sure that we have a sure and safe place in Christ, that we have sure footing for our lives, for our hopes. For he is our rock, our fortress, and he is our deliverer, which is the second point. If we would have been swept away, if not for him, the second point is praise to our deliverer, which is verse 6 and 7. Praise be to the Lord who has not let us be torn by their teeth, there being their enemies. We have escaped like a bird from the fowler's snare. The snare has been broken and we have escaped. We, like a bird, have escaped from the fowler's snare. Now, does anyone know what a fowler is? Yeah, a, a bird catcher, keeper. Yeah, so that's uh, very common. It was someone who catches birds. There are lots of birds in the, the, the Near East, ancient Near East, 
And it's a very common thing to do. You might have seen all those pictures of those guys who fal do falconers. You know, so those, you know what a falconer is? It's got nothing to do with Ford, Phil. Not Ford Falconer. We know we, your hopes and dreams lie. But, you know, what's a falconer? Do you know what a falcon is? Is it a bird? I think it's still a bird. It's a bird I don't want to run into. It's a fearsome thing. But people actually have them and use them. Do you know why I'm doing that? Because they have them sitting on their arm. I think they have a lot of padding. Is that right? I think they have a lot of padding there. But they command them, and in that region, that's still used today, where people have trained and they use them as sport and to hunt. Falconing was a, a fowler's snare is a fowler who traps birds, wild birds. He hunts them and traps them. In ancient times, birds were a favourite food, especially we found out from amongst uh, Egyptian paintings of these sort of things of where they catch birds and they eat them. And there's pictures of them uh, preserving and preparing tables of meals with, for, with birds that they've caught. The ancient Near East is full of birds. So David uses that picture. Here the Lord has broken the snare, the trap. Just God's people could have fallen into a trap. But God broke it. He broke the trap. He smashed it so that his people would escape. Remember our refrain from the start. If the Lord had not been on our side, we would have been caught. But he smashed the trap and we escaped. He made sure that we didn't perish. Our Lord, the God who is with us, is our deliverer. That's a wonderful refrain to remember as people go up to worship. It's actually something that we need to hold that in Jesus we have a deliverer. What do we mean by the word deliverer? We don't mean he's a courier and we're getting used to those guys coming and going with their parcels, not that sort of delivery. What we mean is saving, deliver us from one situation to safety, from sin and death to life Eternal, forgiveness, reconciliation, hope, adoption. Adoption as sons of the living God. His children so loved that we have a place in Christ in him. Jesus came as our deliverer, our saviour, God with us. The fulfillment of all the Bible's promises, Jesus, the God who saves. He took on sin, he took on death, and he defeated it. He crushed it. We were all caught in that trap. But God, when he came in Jesus, smashed it so that you and I could escape that trap, that you and I in him would be saved from that trap and brought to safety and have a place in his kingdom.
Jesus crushed that trap in his sinless life. He broke it. He broke its hold on us in his resurrected body. He did that that we might know life and have it to the full, life that is found in him. He gave us his spirit that we might have that gift, the gift that would change us, mould us, renew us, reborn us. <laughs> reborn us, that's not even the right word. Rebirth us? No, that's not even the right term. We might be born again in him, that we might have an eternal home with him. Without the Lord, Israel wouldn't have had a chance. Without the Lord, they wouldn't be here, says David. Without Jesus dying in our place, we wouldn't have life. Without him intervening and being our deliverer, as David says, we wouldn't have hope, we wouldn't have a future, we wouldn't have his spirit, we would still be stuck, snared in the trap. In Jesus, the promises of the Old Testament are all fulfilled. Jesus has saved us for himself and for his kingdom. He is our God. He is our help. He is our maker, which is our third point. Verse 8, our help and our maker, verse 8. Our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Even in this age of advanced technology, there's new discoveries being announced almost daily. We must remember that our only help is in the name of the Lord. I, uh, you can't help but be distracted by all the things that people come up with, this and that and whatever and this. Our children know uh, a life of the internet, which now seems absolutely, totally naturally to them, where you don't even need to be here. Hence, we're watching on TV, <laughs> watching online, which is more than fine. But that's sometimes we get looked to our society to think, well, they're going to solve the problems. They're going to create new solutions. But we remember as we go along that the problems are still here. Um, so we need to remember that our only help was in the name of the Lord. He made everything. That's what this verse says. He is the maker of heaven and earth. And as maker, he has a great sense of wonder and privilege and power about him. And we worship him because he is the one who has put us together, who has knitted us together, even in our mother's womb. Our help is in the name of the Lord. David declares that with all the dangers that are around Israel and around us, we're to know that our help is in the Lord. That sounds like a really trite thing to say, that when we are in trouble, God is our ever-present Lord, our maker, our friend, and our help. And in great times of trouble and distress, we are to be reminded, we're to remind ourselves, we're to cling to the hope that our maker is with us. There will be times when we need to hold on to that. 
There are times right now you probably need to hold on to that. He made us. He knows us. He loves us. Jesus is proof that God loved us. We sometimes need to declare to ourselves that the Lord of all knows us, loves us, and sent Jesus for us. Praise God we are never without help. There is no place we can end up where God is unable to reach us. I read this week this Can you imagine not having the Lord? There would be no one to cry out to for help and understanding when no one else would care to listen. When dangers surround us, there would be no one to rely on for deliverance, no hope for change. No hope for changes would be available when a fearful prognosis was given to us by our doctor. Who would we go to when we desperately have physical or emotional needs? The truth is people who are here, the people who are watching, many of us have things which we can't, we have heard from doctors. Many of us find ourselves in terrible emotional and physical situations we can't change, which have poured out upon us which are not there because we did anything wrong, but just happen. This is life under the sun. But David wants us to know, the Bible wants us to be reassured that wherever we are, whatever is going on, God is with us and we are not without help. Psalm 124 is a great reminder but it also reassures us when those voices, when that voice in our head says, uh, maybe not you, maybe you, whatever you put there, maybe you did something wrong. Maybe it says you should have done this or you didn't do that. That voice, that's the negative is never, that's not godly voice. It's always the enemy speaking to because he hopes to tear you down, to tear you away and distract you from what David says in Psalm 124. Jesus, in him we have a great deliverer. Jesus, the maker of heaven and earth, we have a saviour. Jesus, if it wasn't for Jesus, where would we be? But Jesus has been, and he's been for you and me. And that means I have a place. You have a place. We have a place in him. And we can say thank you. Thank you, Lord, for being on our side, especially in our time of need. Let's pray. Our great God and Father, we, uh, we've been reminded and we do need reminding. We do need encouraging. We, need, we must confess that we at times do 
wonder, we do doubt, we do wander, we do forget, we do act as though it doesn't matter. Lord, we are people who need you. We're thankful that you are there for us. We thank you that you will never leave us, as Jesus said, nor forsake us. We say thank you, Lord, that he says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Lord, we come. We come knowing that you are our maker. We come knowing that you are our deliverer, our saviour. We come knowing that if it wasn't for you, we can add all those things after that sentence, but we declare we know it was you who came for us, who knew of us, and who holds us dear. Thank you for his life, his death, his resurrection and ascension, that we might have a place in him, that we might have a place in your kingdom, that we might in him might know you and love you because you loved us with an everlasting love. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.